This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selkie, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and we are in our 18th and final episode in season two, which is entitled Mindset Mondays. So every Monday for the last 18 weeks, it's crazy. 18 weeks does not seem like that long of a time, but when you consider all of the things that have occurred in your life and business and our world in the football season in the course of the last 18 weeks, it's crazy, crazy to think of how much we've, we've been through and gone through and seen and experienced and yet how short of a time that really is. And so um, this week in our 18th and final episode, we are going to look at the championship mindset on purpose. Um, purpose is something that has come up multiple times throughout the course of, of the season uh, because I think that champions understand that inherently purpose is a part of how they function and how they go about doing what they do. And so with that being said, I wanted us to sort of break that down a little bit today and look at, well, what are some of the mindset markers or the patterned ways of thinking about purpose that champions consider? And so again, a mindset is just a patterned way of thinking about something. And as we repeat a thought in our mind over and over and over again, that actually builds protein patterns or mindsets, patterned ways of thinking about different scenarios. And it's those those protein patterns that then affect our brain functioning, which affect our neurological functioning, which ultimately drives and dictates how we show up, perform, deliver, think about uh, our mental and physical health about different situations or scenarios that we go through. So at the Selking Performance Group, you know, our goal is is to help individuals from the locker room to the boardroom understand the power of the mindset and leadership to drive performance excellence. And so this season in Mindset Mondays, our, our heart and our intent was to bring to you ways of thinking like a champion so that we can start to build that into how we live and function and bring ourselves on a daily basis to whatever task that might be. Again, whether you find yourself in the locker room or a boardroom or in your home life, right? This, these transcend roles, domains, places, ages, genders, race, ethnicity, etc. And again, is into how do we think and how can we learn to think right? Because at the end of the day, what we know from a sports psych scientific standpoint is that our thoughts affect our emotions, which affect our physiological or our body's response. And ultimately, that's going to dictate how we behave or deliver or act in different moments or scenarios. So again, if we want to be a champion, then we have to do the things that a champion does the way a champion does them. And that starts first and foremost with thinking like a champion. So before we dive in and break down uh, the the four their five mindset markers of a championship mindset on purpose, I want to do a quick recap of where we've been. So again, for previous 17 weeks, what were the mindset topics that we talked about? Because I know some of you haven't had the chance to listen to every episode um, and 
literally one of my favorite things in the world is efficiency. And so for efficiency's sake, I want to give you a quick rundown of the different uh, championship mindsets that we've looked at. And again, you can go back and listen to these and ask yourself, am I thinking like a champion on this topic? And if not, the episode will give you some tools and strategies, ideas, ways to, to think about and start incorporating a championship mindset on these topics. So in in uh, episode one, we really just t- did an introduction to the season and looked at really what is a mindset? How does the brain work? How does it affect performance? So if you just want some fundamental insight on that, check that out. Um, in season or in episode two, we looked at a championship mindset on a new season. How do champions think about a new season, a new season of business, a new season of life, a new season of athletics? And and what are some of the mindset markers or, or patterned ways of thinking about a new season that a champion possesses? We then went and looked at a championship mindset on the first quarter. So Q1 in, in business, Q1 in sales, Q1 in a game, right, in, in life. And what are ways that we can start the first quarter like a champion, right, so that we can really position ourselves to gear up, get ready, and, and have a strong season, semester in school, business cycle, etc. We then went into looking at what's the championship mindset on a loss. The reality of it is, it is great as our intentions and our plans are, there's a lot of variables and factors out there that are going to affect the actual outcome and product of what we had. And so how do champions think about a loss in, in their lives, in their worlds, in their business, in their sport, et cetera? Because how we respond to a loss is going to determine how we bounce back, right? And that's what champions do. They understand it's not all going to be about winning everything, right? I mean, we understand that it's always about winning, but we're not always going to win, quote unquote, in the outcome or, or the, the product. And so how do we need to shift our mindset and thinking about that so that we can still continue to live, work, act, and perform like a champion regardless? We then dove into looking at the championship mindset on adversity, right? A reality in all of our lives on a day-to-day basis in every facet. And how can we dominate adversity? We then looked at silencing the critics, there's a lot of people that want to chirp out there <laughs> in a lot of different ways and a lot of different mechanisms and social media has given platform to people to critique and critique and critique. Uh, but there we looked at, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Theodore Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts. It's the man in the arena whose face is marred by blood and sweat and tears. And, and it goes on to talk about just that's the man who counts. And so let's silence the critic and stay focused like a champion on what it is we're going after and trying to accomplish. Because trust me, if you're trying to do anything great, there's going to be some critiques. There's going to be people chirping out there. And so again, how do we think like a champion and silence the critics in our minds? Episode seven, we looked at the championship mindset on recovery, understanding that recovery is part of the performance process. It's not just an addendum and a nice thing to have or a thing that those that are lazy or weak or not capable uh, engage in. And so how can, again, we learn to think like a champion on recovery? Episode eight was looking at pressure. Episode nine was looking at stress. I think during the holiday season or the start of a new year, some of us can and get overwhelmed by stress. So if, if that's you right now, I'd really challenge and encourage you to go check out episode nine. Uh, then we went into episode 10, one of my favorites um, and one of our listeners' favorites. So it's one of the most listened to episodes from the season, and that's episode 10. What's the championship mindset on winning, right? <laughs> like I said earlier, it's about winning in everything we do every day that we have an opportunity to get up, to put our hand to something. It's about winning. But what does that mean? And what does that look like from a championship's, champion's perspective? 
Uh, Episode 11 was looking at distractions. Episode 12 was looking at time, an interesting abstract topic, if you will, but one that's very important and applicable. Um, Episode 13 was looking at discipline, and I joked on that episode, right? This is one of my favorite topics of all time. But one of the things that, again, is is a driver or an inhibitor to performance excellence, and that's for sure from the locker room to the boardroom to your individual life. Uh, Episode 14, we looked at ambiguity, another really important element when we are trying to deliver sustainable performance excellence, understanding that it's not all going to be clear cut. So how do we understand, work with, and put ambiguity on our side versus allowing it to be something that deters us from our objectives. Episode 15, we so we start or over in episode three, we looked at the first quarter. Well, in episode 15, we looked at the fourth quarter. So what does Q4 look like for us in a business cycle and a game in life? And how can we understand that in a way that we can continue moving forward again and position ourselves to live, act, and deliver like a champion? Episode 16, we looked at energy and how energy drives success, ways to manage energy, to think about energy, to optimize our energy. Really powerful. I've got a lot of great feedback on that as well. Uh, And just last week, we looked at episode 17, diversity, a really interesting and powerful topic in our society today. And now today, episode 18, looking at championship mindset on purpose. And I would be amiss if I did not say Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Uh, For those of you who do not celebrate Christmas, I hope that you can still recognize the importance of this day in so many people's lives and so many little kids' lives for sure, Um, whether it's Santa Claus or Saint Nick or however you look at it. But again, you know, when we look at purpose and and we look at Christmas and as it's celebrated in the the Christian tradition of the this baby being born, right? In a manger. And how, you know, he came with a purpose, a very huge purpose, a very divine purpose. And so, you know, that that's an underlying uh, element of why this topic came up for today, but even more so, you know, how does that apply to us today? You know, again, whether you understand the line, know the story of uh, Jesus and Christmas is n- n- neither here nor there, except again, this is the day that we that we do celebrate his birth. But what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us today? And what does purpose mean for us in our lives as we continue to strive to put forth work and time in this world? What does it all mean? And how is purpose understood through the lens of championship caliber performance and understanding that that this is you really fundamentally what it's about? And again, if we want to look at Jesus and him fulfilling his purpose, I mean, he led a championship caliber life. And we're still talking about him today. So we for sure made an impact, again, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum. So, so let's dive in. Let's dive into the five mindset markers of a championship mindset on purpose. Again, these mindset markers, a marker, if you see a marker on a bone or a DNA, that or a DNA, on DNA, that's just indication, right, that we will find X in that person. And so as we look at these five mindset markers, we're, we're saying, hey, if you have these markers or this is the way you think about purpose, that's an indication that you're thinking like a champion. So the first one is, it's discovered, not found. Purpose is discovered, not found. And I think this is interesting, right? Because we can't 
just, you know, stumble upon. I mean, we can stumble upon, but if you stumble upon something, what are you doing? You're moving, right? You're you're actively pursuing. And that's the difference, right? It's discovered. It's not just like found randomly. And so you're, you know, some the, the saying goes, well, seek and you'll find. Yes. It's about finding to a degree, but what comes before that? That's always the kicker. Seek. And seek is an action verb. A lot of times when we when we dis, when we find something, right, or we get to the end of it, there's an action verb that precedes the 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 finding of that. And it's this discovery. It's an intentionality, an action, a seeking in, in that you that you discover your purpose. Right? It's not just found as this one thing, one day that this is it and now I got it and I can now live a fulfilling life. Right? It's discovered. It takes time. It takes action. It takes evolution. It takes uh, evolving in yourself, in the ways you think, in where you go in this world, places you move, things you do, people you intersect and inter- interact with lead you to a discovery of your purpose. Right? All of these pieces is coming together to help build a very clear picture of your purpose rather than, again, this one thing that you can hold in your hand and say, this is it, period, right? And it just doesn't happen one day all at once, and now you're holding your purpose in your hand and your life is fulfilled. Again, it's a discovery. It's discovered. It's not just found in its totality, right? Which leads us to mindset marker two, where It's a journey, not a destination. I had the opportunity to teach for the first time at the University of Notre Dame and some upper-level students, juniors and seniors in uh, the management consulting major. And so I taught strategic human resource management. And I didn't hold office hours, but I I held coffee hours whenever anybody wanted to meet. And a lot of those coffee hours revolved around, what am I going to do with my life? You know, they're at that age where they're trying to figure out, where am I going to go work? Who do I want to work for? Where do I want to live? What is my purpose in this life? And so... You know, for them, it was a huge conversation around, listen, you have to take action, right, to our to our previous mindset marker and understand that it, you're probably not going into your, your, well, you're for sure not going into your life's purpose tomorrow with your first job, right? Because it's a journey, it's not a destination. And if you're afraid of missing your destination with your first job, right, or in whatever you are in wherever stage of life you're in, Right, it's not this this destination that we need to just get to. Right, it's the journey that actually leads us into our purpose. And what's most crazy is once we start to get a taste and an understanding of what our purpose is, we think we're going to this destination, and we are, you know. But once we arrive, let's say, look at this train. We're Aaron and I just Aaron's my husband. Aaron and I just got this new game called Ticket to Ride, and it's about building these different train uh, routes all across the country. And and it's a it's a really cool game. But it got me thinking, you know, there there's these different destinations that you're trying to reach with the train that you're building. And same as with our life and our purpose. Okay, we have this insight that, yes, this is my purpose, right? Um, and, and so we think, okay, I'm going to this destination. But it's funny because once you get to that destination, you sort of look up and you see, wow, I have three more different cities or destinations in this board game that we have, right, that we can go to now that we're here. And so, again, it's, the, it's about the journey. It's not just this destination because you won't just find it and hold it at once. 
it'll be continue you're going to discover it it's going to continue to grow and and the this journey really is what allows us to discover our purpose and again i just challenge my students to listen you need to take action. I had, I was very blessed. I am very blessed to have a lot of great mentors in my life. If you don't have mentors in your life, regardless of what stage you're at, mentors, coaches, etc., they are powerful in helping you navigate this world, make great decisions, and deliver excellence on a consistent basis at a way faster rate than the normal population. So, anyways, I am blessed to have awesome mentors in my life, and I still remember when I was going through that first job decision of where do I want to go? Who do I want to work for? Is this job the right fit for me? And one of my mentors said, listen, look at your life to date and think of it as a story. Okay. Look at your life today, all the things you've done, some of, and pull out what are the threads of, of who you are, what's motivated you, what you've most enjoyed, what you've sort of stood for. And then think about way, way long-term in the future. If you could do something in your life, what would that look like? Okay. He said, now that you have those two endpoints, right, in your mind, For this next step, what story will make sense? How do you tell that story in a fluid way and and bridge where you've been to where you think at this time you want to go? And as long as you can tell that story and it makes sense, one, you can always communicate that to future employers. So those that's those of us out there that are or those that are out there that are maybe looking for jobs. But two, um, it, it can be personally satisfying and fulfilling as you because it, your your life tells a story. It seems to make sense. And so I told him, you know, long term, I would love to be able to write and speak. And he goes, okay, well, and and what has your date your life been to date? You know, it's been about athletics and driving uh, towards excellence and being the very best I could be and everything I've done and having high energy and um, reading and being a great student and all of these elements. And and then I wanted to, I, I had the opportunity to go work in human resources. And I thought, okay, how is that going to bridge the gap? Well, you know, I have an opportunity to do learning and development, uh, it was specifically within HR. It's, it's working with people. It's building programs. It's building systems. It's learning how to manage up and manage down and br- bridge people on both sides of the gap from the corporate space to our manufacturing plants where I worked. And so I understood that story and how, okay, that might lead one day to me le- reading and writing books. And so I understood that, okay, this is a journey. I under I didn't think that I would necessarily be in HR for the rest of my life, but it was part of my journey. And I I let go of the fact that this isn't a destination. This is a journey. And what it requires is action. And the awesome part is once I took action, it started to energize my process, right? And it started to clarify and help me discover more about what my purpose was and is in this life. Taking us to mindset marker four is it's evolving. It's not static, right? Your purpose isn't just, again, it goes back to that. You don't just find it and you're like, okay, here it is. I have the trophy in my hand. I will now carry this throughout the rest of my life. No, it's evolving. And it's like, you know, heck, if you had a jacket when when you were in high school, you know, well, back when I was in high school, those starter jackets, you know, with the, we my brother had a Bulls one, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. That was right when, you know, Jordan's era and all that greatness was happening. And so, you know, heck, if we, if we kept that starter jacket, which I sort of wish we would just for old time's sake, but if I wore that thing around, like, uh, you know, that style sort of went out of date a while ago, right? You know, that stat or, or um, trends change, right? They evolve, they grow. Now we still have jackets with little hands in the front, right? Hoodies have become a huge thing. Ben starter jackets had those back in the day. So it's like, 
Again, it evolves, we, and we have to evolve. Our purpose has to evolve, or it looks like something straight out of the 80s that has no applicability in today's world, in our roles in this life. And so we have to understand that as far as it relates to our purpose, right, change is good. It allows our purpose to, to flesh, get fleshed out, to, to get meat on its bones, if you will. Because initially, we only know what we know, and when we have this sort of idea of what our purpose is, as we engage in the journey and the process and we start walking, right? Like down this journey, what happens when you walk and you start exercise? Well, you get stronger. The same is true with our purpose. As we exercise, as we use, as we tweak, as we apply what we feel like our purpose is, it starts to get energy. It starts to get meat on the bones. It starts to get strength. And what happens? That's evolving. I I love the example of uh, one of my mentors, colleagues, dear friend now, partner in business and crime and everything we get ourselves into, but it's Dr. Rick McGuire. And, And he his his story and his purpose, right, is an awesome example of how this evolves. So when he was in high school, right, he's retired now, but when he was in high school, he played basketball and his coach was the most demeaning individual and he used to cry himself to sleep at night, but they won games. They they won games. They won state. They were one of the best teams in New York, and you know, and and he. But he it was the most unfulfilling thing ever because his coach just demeaned him every day and and screamed and yelled and cursed and de- demeaned all of them. And it was a hurtful experience for him. But he went on to play college basketball because he he loved the sport. And there he said, "I had the nicest coach in the world, but we couldn't beat ourselves in a scrimmage." And he was like, so it just, it really perplexed me. And I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way to coach. And so he started coaching at the high school level and did what what he knew and made some adjustments, took things that he learned from his high school coach, took things that he learned from his college coach, and just set about coaching. But he wanted to know more. And that took him to graduate school, right? And so from graduate school, he, he was coaching track and field at graduate school. And he wound up getting an offer for a full-time position at the University of Missouri. So he went to Missouri as their head track coach before they even had a track. So imagine trying to recruit athletes to Mizzou back in the day for track when they didn't even have a track to run on. And so, but McGuire thought, well, I'm going to keep coaching and I'm going to flesh this out. So I'm going to evolve this, this program. And so he became, he became the head track coach. And while he was there, they asked him to teach a class. So then he became a professor. And as you know, he became a, he was a head track coach for 37 years, a professor, I think for 20, 20, 27 years, and has hence become a leading thought leader um, in the field of sports psychology and has just impacted thousands of kids' lives that have intersected his through either coaching, teaching, or sports psychology. So again, when he was in high school, um, you know, experiencing and going through a terrible coach-athlete relationship, do you think he knew, wow, one day I am going to be a thought leader in the field of sports psychology and one of the grandfathers of sports psych? No, right? And then when he first started coaching track, do you think he'd ever be the head track coach at a Division I school? Probably not. He came from a small town in upstate New York like I did, you know? And so and then, do you think he'd ever, he, he ever knew he'd become a professor? No, but it evolved, right? And these evolutions have continued to, and he's still evolving. So what he positioned and built at Missouri, which is positive coaching, understanding, hey, how do we coach kids in a way that creates environments of motivation, that builds kids rather than tears them down? You know, he created this framework of coaching that helps give coaches a better way of coaching rather than just the demeaning, uh, mother-effing type coaching that we see a lot of times, and and has grown this now 
now, and now he has his own LLC and he's going around the country training coaches and how to coach in ways that build cohesion on in teams, build individuals and help deliver high productive teams in a way, again, that's building the individual from, from the inside out. So again, it's an evolution. It's not static. If he would have just held on, no, I'm a coach. That's all I'm doing, right? This is, I'm just coaching track, period. All of this wouldn't evolved. Thousands of people's lives wouldn't have gotten touched. And, and he's living his purpose. So even he's retired, quote unquote, from coaching and, and being a professor, he's still living into his purpose because he's allowed his purpose to evolve over time. And that's what we need to allow our own purpose to do if, in fact, we are going to continue living a fulfilling life regardless of where our roles might lead us. Okay, that takes us to the fourth mindset marker, which is it's micro too, not just macro. I think sometimes when you when you say, hey, what's your purpose, right? People get a little bit intimidated because like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. That's a really big question, right? And so it is, right? And I really want to challenge you to think about what is your purpose in this life, understanding that you will discover it. You won't just find it one day. Um, it's a journey. It's not just a destination. So you have to get on the journey and start actively pursuing it, that it's going to evolve. It won't just be static, right? You have to understand those. So think about that from a macro perspective. But I want you to also understand that purpose can be a micro perspective as well. We can have a purpose in each of the roles that, that we fulfill, right? And when we understand that, you know what, I don't think I'm living my purpose right now. For example, myself in HR, like I didn't think that being in HR was necessarily my life's purpose. But as I found purpose in my role, and so I was in a rotational program, so I was able to be you know, in the corporate setting and then in four of our different business units and manufacturing plants across the country. And so as I was able, hey, what's my purpose on this team or in this manufacturing plant or with this business group, right? Now, all of a sudden, purpose becomes consumable. We feel like we can, oh, I, I can talk about purpose in that way, right? It's not quite so intimidating. And so what this allows us to do when we understand that our purpose can be at this micro level is it directs our attention to navigating, to fleshing out, to being on this journey within this smaller consumable piece, which helps lower our anxiety. And as that anxiety gets lowered, our confidence starts to grow. We start to feel like we have a sense of control. And as we flesh out our purpose in the, our individual roles, it helps us right gain traction on this journey that we're on towards a larger purpose. And we start to develop, oh, wow, I'm really good at speaking. Or, oh, wow, I'm really great at listening to a lot of different people sitting around the table and bringing in their thoughts and ideas and formulating that into a collective proposal, let's say. Maybe that's one of your strengths. But that involves you finding your role and your purpose in the various roles that you play. So whether you're far along in your career or just starting your career, really want to challenge you, hey, what's the purpose in this role? As some of you know, uh, my dissertation was actually on the transition out of the NFL. And the, the approach that we took was by interviewing former players, trying to understand what was the, the challenge, the biggest problem that they were trying to solve once they retired, and how did they go about solving it? Hands down, right, the, this research showed that the biggest problem that these guys were trying to solve when they left the league was, how do I rediscover and redefine purpose in my life now that football's gone? I know that some of us, all of us, have all experienced that in some capacity, 
But one of the ways that they went about solving that was clarifying and understanding their their small purpose in each of the roles that they filled. Okay, my role as a husband looks different now. My role as a father looks different now. My role as a friend looks different now. And so that allowed them to navigate this change, right, in a more productive way, in a, in a, in a sense that they had a, a sense of control over that change versus just saying, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know how to be a father in this way. I don't know how to be a husband in this way. I'm not gone and training four hours a day or five hours a day or on the road for extended periods of time or you know whatever their schedules looked like. And so it is critical that we understand, hey, it's a macro thing. We're all on this journey of really fleshing out a life's purpose. But what about a day's purpose? What about a role's purpose? When you go to the office, what's your purpose there on that team? And then drill down even more. What's your purpose that day on this team or in this season of business, right? We've got, as we start to understand that there's a purpose in each of our roles and each of the seasons that we're going through, whether it's life or sport or business, whatever it is that you're doing, now all of a sudden, again, that generates energy. And that's the power of purpose. Purpose generates energy. It generates attentional focus, right? Which helps develop skill sets, talents, knowledge, skills, abilities, all the KSAs that go into being successful. And that's why champions understand it's not just a macro thing, it's a micro thing. Okay. And so we got to, we need to flesh both of those out. The fifth and final mindset marker of a champion's mindset on purpose is it's bumpy, not smooth. (laughs) Listen, the closer you get to your purpose on a life scale, on a, on a roll scale, on a day-to-day scale, the bumpier it's going to get. Because the last thing the world wants you to do, right, is find your purpose and live fully into it. Because then what happens? Well, you start to make a difference. You start to make a difference in your own life. You start to be happier, healthier, more productive. You start to have a difference on your family and your friends, those closest to you, because who you are is resonating out to them, and they're they're starting to see, wow, there's something different about him. He's, he's living with purpose on purpose. His days have purpose. He's engaged. He's lit up. He's, energe- he's energetic. He's productive, which then right? Has an impact on your business, on your team, on your organization. Then all of a sudden your community starts to be affected by it. So listen, if, if things are tough, but you feel like you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do, know that that's why it's hard. It's hard because you're doing what you're supposed to do. Champions understand that the closer you get to your purpose, the bumpier it gets. Purpose-driven life is bumpy, not smooth, but man, is it fulfilling. Man, is it fulfilling. And so we have to be willing to fight for our purpose. If we truly believe that, that we're on the right path and in pursuing the, the right journey, then you've got to be willing to fight and understand that it is going to be a bumpy road. And when that happens, you just sort of smile and nod to yourself. I was expecting this. I was waiting for you, adversity. Watch me dominate you. Right, which again, go back and check out episode five. We talked about how do you deal with adversity. So, all of the episodes that led up to this episode of purpose help us understand as champions how do we navigate the realities of life in pursuit of our purpose. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. 
It is about pursuing who we've been created to do in the roles that we've been given to apply our talents, our knowledge, our energy, our attention, our uniqueness to. And in order to do that, it is going to require discipline, dealing with failure, dealing with success, dealing with pressure, dealing with stress, dealing with winning, right? Managing time, being disciplined, handling ambiguity, conquering new seasons, starting off strong in the first quarter, finishing strong in the fourth quarter, bouncing back after a loss, silencing the critics along the way. That's what this journey in season two has been about. It's been about preparing you with the right mindsets to really navigate what matters most, which is finding, discovering, and living into your purpose in this world on a macro level and on a micro level. Some people just spend all their time pursuing the macro level and they never get to enjoy the day-to-day life and really affect those around them. Others are too engaged on the day-to-day part that they don't understand the bigger picture of what their lives could mean and matter in this world. And so for us, right, champions, champions are champions by definition because they are different than everybody else. They're willing to go alone and do things differently. Champions understand it's a balance of both. We have to understand that there's a micro purpose and we have to pursue it with a sense of intentionality. But there is a micro level to that that we need to be diligent about attacking each and every day, understanding that that will give us traction as we pursue and live out and live into our world. Our championship mindset training for this week, okay? Here's your mindset training as you start to flesh out what this purpose is going to look like for you. We're ending 2017. We're getting ready to to go into 2018. Clarify your micro purpose in each of the roles that you fill. That is your championship mindset training. Clarify your micro purpose in each of the roles you fill. So for example, in my life, right, what are my roles? I'm a wife. I'm a, I'm a daughter, I'm a granddaughter, I am a mental performance coach, I am a speaker, I'm a writer, I'm a professor, I'm a friend, right? I've got a lot of roles that I fill. What's my purpose in each one of those? And every time I go to give a speech, right, what's my purpose for that group of people, for that speech, for yourself? Maybe you're a husband, a father, a CEO, a little league coach. Right, Your purpose in each of those different elements and those roles that you play are going to look different, but you need to clarify it. And as you clarify it, what I bet you'll find is that there's some trends that exist. You're not a different person right, in each of those roles. And so that will give you indication of then maybe what's my macro purpose. If in each of the roles you fill, part of of your role is is, um, clarifying the direction of the group, That's probably part of your macro purpose as well. How does that play into your purpose in this life? People think that finding your purpose is like the most difficult thing in the world. Listen, it's not, it's not easy, but it's relatively simple, right? It it just takes intentionality. Intentionality, engage in the process, read books, 
we mentioned a couple throughout the course of uh, this this season of, of podcasts, right, that would be good. The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. It's a spiritual uh, Christian-based one, so if that's not your thing, right, Let Your Life Speak by Par- Parker Palmer, um, d- Discovering Excellence or the, In the Pursuit of Excellence, I'm sorry. Check, check out these books. Like, pursue them. Read them. It's when you seek, right, you discover, and I really want to challenge you to do that. And you, that starts with building this championship mindset and, and do the training, right? Clarify, write down. Don't just think about it. Write it down so you can see it, so you can see any trends that exist. Clarify your micro purpose in each of the roles that you fill. To conclude this episode, I just want to read one of my all-time favorite quotes. It, it's by an author by the name of Marion Williamson. And it says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And it is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. As you continue to pursue and to flesh out and to engage right in the journey of your purpose, it's not going to be easy. But as you do that, your presence will automatically liberate others to to find their greatness, to live into their greatness, to bring their best selves to every single situation and scenario they have. So don't lose heart. Do not lose heart in doing good and fighting hard and delivering excellence because it's worth it. And that's what it's about. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a heck of a season two with you and Mindset Mondays. Again, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas today. Hope you enjoy friends and family. And for those of you out there that, or that might know people who aren't able to do that, um, you know, just send in love and prayers throughout uh, to those that are fighting for our freedom, for our country. Just want to say thank you to, to each of you for defending our freedom and, and that might you have some peace on this holiday. Um, and I just want to, I just want to say thank you, you know, thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much to our sponsors at Brightview Medical for making this season possible. We truly appreciate each of you. And as you've shared the podcast, if you posted it out to your social media, it's, it's made a big difference and it's gaining traction. We have more than 15,000 downloads on the podcast and they're being downloaded all over the world, which is mind blowing to me. Um, but it's incredible. And I'm just really, really appreciative and thankful for you taking the time to listen and to be on this journey together. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sharing this information because I've been so blessed to, to be able to study and to learn and to spend a lot of time, energy and hours into, into learning, you know, how the brain functions, how champions functions, how excellence is delivered on a consistent basis. And I'm learning all the time as well and applying everything that we talk about every week. And so, Again, thank you for investing in yourself, for investing in in delivering excellence into this world because we need it. We need it more than ever, and we need people who are courageous enough to be champions, to stand out from the crowd, and to do really, really, really good 
work in whatever it is that you put your hand to, whether it's leading a company, whether it's leading a team, whether it's playing a sport, being a student, being a parent, whatever it is that you're doing out there, do it to the best of your ability and and continue building championship mindsets in yourself that will continue to allow you and position you to deliver excellence on a consistent basis because that, that is what it's about. I want to give us a quick teaser for next season, actually. So we're going to take some time off um, between now and probably first part of February. Keep an eye out on social media, though, because we still are going to be putting out um, performance articles, linking back to past podcasts, etc. So we'll still be really active on social media. So stay engaged. Keep your mind right. Keep your mind fresh. Be reading things, listening to things, again, that are going to continue to build the right mindsets in you. Um, and as we prepare for next season, so again, at Selking Performance Group, we look at from the locker room to the boardroom, how do we leverage the power of mindset and leadership to, dr- to drive sustainable results? And so the first two seasons were really heavy in sport. Um, and had a strong emphasis on mindset. And so the next season is actually going to have more of a business slant where we are going to interview um, business business leaders and community leaders, different types of individuals and leadership roles, and get their wisdom, insights, and perspective on leading people to sustainable excellence. So stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. We've got an exciting list of speakers um, that, that will be joining us. So we'll be posting those out soon to help get you excited and whet your appetite uh, for it, but one of which will be Coach Brian Kelly for the University of Notre Dame football program. So he'll be our sport emphasis, but again, huge position in leadership and how do we lead people toward results. Uh, and again, some other fun ones coming, but that, that's all I'm giving you for now. That's the only secret I'm giving out. I just couldn't keep it. I'm, I'm, I'm not so great at keeping secrets as it relates to, to fun things like that. Um, I am great at keeping confidential secrets because that's basically my job in sports psychology, um, but fun things like that are, are always so exciting to share. And I just want to get you excited because I think we need to continue to grow, right, in who we are and how we lead and how we think. And these individuals, the lineup that we have, are going to be action-packed, um, powerful points that you can apply in every aspect of your life. So so get ready for next season. Um, and again, just thank you to our sponsors. That, that's been huge for us. And if there's anybody out there that would like your business featured on our podcast or just believe in what we're doing and what, like to support it, what, what the sponsorships do for us as a podcast, it allows us to continue bringing you free content because it does take a lot of time uh, to develop these. And, and uh, my producer, Michael Yoder at TruthWork Media, um, it helps me pay costs for his expertise and, and how great he is on the team. And so it allows us to get great technical um, technical devices, uh, upgrades in terms of our sound quality. It allows, uh, it, it helps facilitate, um, you know, our, our other guests, et cetera. So again, any way that you want to support us would be awesome. If you have a question on that, just shoot me an email directly at amber at selkingperformancegroup.com. And just a quick reminder, you know, I love doing keynotes and I think they are powerful. And, you know, I, I love actually doing more than just keynotes. If you have me for the day, I think well, let's figure out how to use me for the day while I'm there. And so um, if we want, if you want to talk about what it might look like for us to do a keynote in your organization and then maybe develop some breakout sessions on top of that, 
to help continue integrate the message and really help keep it sustainable. I, I think motivation is great, but I'm not a real big fan. I don't like to think of myself as a motivational speaker. I like to think of myself as, a, as an individual who can really come in and give some key takeaways and tangible takeaways that people can leverage to growing themselves and their teams and their businesses towards sustainable success. So if you want to talk about what that looks like, again, shoot me an email directly, amber at selfingperformance.com. And check out our website. We have uh, our team is listed on the website and it's coming soon. And so we've got a lot of performance coaches, nutritional coaches that are all about helping you become and deliver your absolute best. So check out our our team on our website, www.selkingperformance.com. And again, we're on all the social media platforms. So stay tuned throughout the course of uh, the, the winter season here in our little podcast break to keep your mind right, keep reading and thinking about things. But again, um, on Instagram at Selking Performance, Twitter at Dr. Selking and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. So hope you guys are wonderful. Have an awesome Christmas. Have it. Enjoy your family. Enjoy this holiday season. Thank you again for your time, energy, attention, commitment, and uh, keep me posted. Any feedback that you have on the podcast would be greatly appreciated. You can rate and review us on iTunes. And again, shoot me a message if you you have any questions, comments, or want to talk about what your continued development might look like. But as always, it's been a pleasure. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. This episode of Building Championship Mindsets is brought to you by Brightview Medical. Brightview Medical has a unique approach to healthcare. Providing patient-centered personalized care, they provide support from start to finish that makes you feel like family. With their timely and accurate lab results and image results, Brightview provides a peace of mind unlike any other. If you don't know what you're doing or you feel a little scared about the process, it's okay. Brightview provides a personalized care and support throughout the entire process. They've created this advantage by having an expansive in-house team of physicians, nurses, therapists, and technicians. Unlike a traditional insurance model, they start with a full body scan using this new GE Revolution CT scanner. And probably one of the best things about this entire process is it takes less than a total of nine minutes. Brightview Medical, better imaging, brighter diagnosis, brighter future.